Ladies, gentlemen, the New York Islanders have done it again. The comeback kids. Wow. I mean, it's Columbus, so I don't want to get too high here. Great, uh, great game. I think it was a great maybe 35-minute performance, but we'll get into it. Jacob, my, my dear friend, how are we doing? Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I was sick. Uh, what's up, guys? Um, yeah, not not as fun of a comeback, but a comeback is a comeback nonetheless. Um, and it was Columbus, but like, unlike losers on Twitter, I'm not going to complain. Two points are two points. They're second in the Metro. They're fourth in the league. So I'm a happy fella. I hope Ryan's a happy fella. Ryan, how are you, buddy? How's it going? Uh, I'm excited to be on the pod tonight. Um, yeah, no, really exciting game for the Islanders. Uh, real kind of, uh, and, you know, we were expected to win the game. I think Vegas favored us by a goal and a half, but that's not really how this team operates. Uh, but once we got punched in the mouth, we punched back. We got punched in the mouth again. We punched back. We got punched in the mouth again. Then we gave two punches, one, two, and the second one being the knockout by Zach Parise in overtime. Feeling awesome. Um, you know, two weaker opponents since we last recorded in Arizona and Columbus. Uh, two very strange and kind of like alarming games, you could say, but it's massive that they were able to come out tonight with the two points. The New York Hockey Islanders, welcome to Skates at the Stakes. Are we on episode 62, I believe? Yep, 62. The big 6-2. Once again, before we kick this episode off, I want to thank you for all the support we've received recently. Uh, it really means the world to, to the three of us. We're going to be continuing to try to improve the podcast. We're going to be working on the audio as soon as we can. We've had some discussions about it. We're going to do everything we can to take this podcast to the next level. And that's all from your support. So we want to, you know, thank you guys from the bottom of our, bottom of our hearts. We're very grateful. Go Islanders. Go oh. Nurse, baby! The man they call Zach! Oh my god. Man. Also, <laughs> I love how Wanda smashed his stick the second after it went in. That was awesome. This team... Scott Mayfield. Wow. I'm just smiling. I'm buzzing. What a game. What a day. What a time to be an Islander fan. I know it's Columbus, but let me enjoy it. I guess we should talk about yeah. the Arizona Stink Fest first. Yeah. Um, also, Ole Yoke in an episode of Skate to the Sticks. Oh, hell yeah. That Ooh, that's a good pull right there, Jacob. That's a good pull. I'm proud was of that, you. It was out of that, or it was out of that, or Greg Malden. So. Greg Malden's <laughs> an underrated Islander. No, if you say that name, there's a very, a very few amount of people that would know who that is. Well, he did. He did play one game. <laughs> I only know him because of NHL 2K9, I believe, or whatever one had Ryan Kessler on the cover. Three, two, one. All right, so we can break down the Arizona Coyotes game now. Uh, Jake, you want to break it down? I mean, I know it was a cold fast being one nothing, but you could you could take a stab at it. Technically two nothing, but uh, yeah, uh, not a not a fun one. Obviously, momentum was uh, I would say high after a pretty insane start to the week. Um, back to UBS. Um, yeah, the Golden matchups Sorokin got another one. Um, versus Carol Vejmelka, who has like a 3.5 goes against, but he had a 9.15 save percentage. So you just know they pepper a lot of shots. Um, they allow a lot of shots. But uh, yeah, uh, first two periods was, um, you know, absolutely nothing. Just really, you can you can really tell that the Coyotes are just a really well-structured hockey team. So <laughs> No, not even. Like, not even like 
not even jokes. They are really well structured hockey team. They give off worse Barry Trotz New York Islanders eighteen nineteen vibes. They don't have the skill, but they literally they bored us to death. And that's coming from a new that's yeah. coming from a New York Islanders podcast. Right yeah. here. They bored us to death. And you know what? Vejmelka is a weird goalie. I know his numbers suck. He's had a lot of games where he's won that they should not have. He could win them games. He didn't steal the game, I'd say. He was very good at the, in the third period. I'll give him credit for that. The first two periods, we were dog shit. Dog shit, excuse me. Um, but the Coyotes played well. They were very well structured, and we couldn't break them down. Is that due to the lack of skill we have? Yeah. Maybe we fix that later? I'm... Ryan, what do you got? I don't even know if I'd say that because the way the Coyotes play, um, I know you guys are talking about their structure. Uh, they play very reckless, um, in my opinion, and they have like three, all forwards are forechecking at all times. And, you know, that's something other teams probably could take advantage of. But there were guys like Bailey, uh, Pajot, and a Wallstrom, too, that like once you throw three guys chasing them down, they're going to lose the puck and turn it over. Um, we played a very slow game, expecting the goal to come eventually, and that kind of the urgency really bit us in the last ten minutes. Like, hey, we need to score here. Um, never good to lose the Arizona Coyotes. I know it's jokes, uh, but it, it is funny that we got shut out by them. I'm not mad at all. It's, it's actually funny. Uh, but yeah, no, like again with the week we had, I think it's a totally acceptable just like bump in the road. Doesn't reflect too poorly on the Islanders, I think, except like, hey, there are going to be nights where they just can't figure out a goalie. And uh, they don't have the overwhelming shooting talent to kind of just steal one there. At the end of the day, we went three zero and one this week, or three one and zero. Excuse me. You'll take that yep. any no, week. Right. You'll take that any week of the season. Three one and zero is awesome. You know what? If I can't we were be mad. playing this week, yeah. If we were playing this week, and you told me we lost one game, I would have expected it to come on the front end against the uh, Rangers yeah. of the Flames. Hundred percent. But yeah, now we're. What, we've won seven of our last eight? Eight of our last nine. Yeah, I believe so. So, we're it's, massive. I mean, and the, the only no, loss was... Oh, no, 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 sorry. Oh, eight of our last eight, ten. Eight of our last ten, because the Coyotes and Red Wings. My apologies, yep. yeah, I meant ten, not nine. Silly, silly ad. Yeah, it's whatever. I didn't go to the game, so I wasn't too mad, even though I was on TV, apparently. Funny how that happens. It It's so it's so weird. I, I don't know... I was, like, the only one to notice this, but, like, I didn't, like, it was, like, the going into the third period, they showed, like, the video of you guys walking before the game to the, like, at the Ducks game. Yeah, they reused clips, I, I don't guess. know. The New York Islanders yeah. are fake news. No, it's good stock footage. I mean, the fact that you, uh, you linked your jersey to the camera right perfectly, I think they saw that as cold, and they'll just keep using it. I mean, I'm him. Uh, literally hire our podcast. Screw talking aisles. We're clear. Gates of the Sigs, baby. Tonight, though. That's tonight. right. Tonight. Awesome. Uh, before we get into the game, I did meet two of our friends. I know Ryan. Do you know um Patrick? By any chance? I met Patrick. Uh, which was cool. he was in a group chat with me before, and he seems nice. I don't know if he, he listens. Doesn't to- have a remote. He's based. He has a Ramon up jersey. He does have a Ramon yeah, up jersey. Yeah, he has a Ramon up jersey. I threw him a retweet when he told me that. I saw, oh, that was really cool. I saw Matt, who we all know on Twitter. Uh, shout out Espo. Love you, brother. Uh, and then I saw Patrick. I saw this kid in a Ramon up jersey, but I didn't think it was him because a few people do have Ramon up jerseys now. 
there was this Ranger fan there that had a Ranger's drawstring bag. So Matt, uh, Patrick was giving him shit for it. And then he takes out a Ranger jersey, a Ranger practice jersey, and the back says set nudes on it. So I was like, oh, okay. So then I asked the kid what was on the jersey, and Patrick, who it ended up being Patrick, that kid I was talking to, was like, oh, it says sad nudes. I'm like, you know what? It's kind of funny at least, but, like, screw the Rangers still. So at least it wasn't, like, a Panarin jersey, or else the kid probably would have got hit with a chair over his head. Yeah, if I wanted to see a Ranger get undressed, I would watch Keandre Miller play defense. Oh! Yeah, but, yeah, but that's, how I met pa- uh, that's how I met Patrick today, so that was cool. So, Patrick? Shout out to you for listening to this. You're a real one. You know that. I guess let's get into the game. Jacob, break her down. Yeah, uh, we did play the worst team in the Metro, the Columbus Blue Jackets today. Um, Fans, um, do we want to get into that first? Yeah, we can do that first. Um, From the jump, the Islanders fans started booing Johnny Goudreau every time he touched a puck, and... I know AJ has some strong feelings about that, and I'll let him air, air his grievances like it's Festivus right here. He could go first, and then uh, then we could get into my take and Jake's take. Um, I will do the one positive out of it. It made noise in the building. Although the atmosphere was actually great tonight in UBS. Saturday night, it should be rocking. It wasn't a sold-out crowd, but it was It was a very, it was a pretty decently-sized crowd, I'd say. The atmosphere was good. It was loud at times, especially in that third period. It was loud. Uh, leaving the leaving the stadium, it was loud, which ha- that's how it should be. We're a loud fan base. The Johnny, the booing Johnny Gaudreau, I feel is kind of stupid. Now, I get it. At the end of the day, I'm happy that we're making noise and giving a fuck at the very least. But with Johnny Gaudreau, it's a little weird. Who is the one that said we were in on Johnny Gaudreau? Was it David Pagnata, or was it Elliot Friedman, or was it both of them? It was multiple people in the industry. I know we texted a bit about this. Pagnata pushed it the hardest. But of course Darren he did. Drager, David Darren Pagnata. Drager, yeah, David knows. Pagnata lives off Islanders fans wanting a free agent. David Pagnata but knows Drager nothing and both about there was a the New York Islanders and rumors. We've been bamboozled by this man. He's good for every other team. I'll give him credit. For most teams, he's really good. For the New York Islanders, his source is dog. His source is bad. We've gotten fooled so many times with, I mean, this one wasn't really put out there, but I heard this, and it came from Pagnata's source. Crowder being an Islander. That never happened, obviously. Tavar is saying, from this same source, I know who it is, I'm not saying names. Tavar is coming back to the Islanders. No. Kadri, the contract's in the draw. Where is it, blood? And then, like, Gaudreau. I don't care what Pagnata has to say. Do I really think that Lou was going to go after Johnny Gaudreau and give up Bailey a first-round pick? Not giving up Bailey, because Bailey... He is what he is. If we got rid of him, I don't think too many people would care. I don't really think we were that in on Johnny Gaudreau. I think we were a name to push up the driving the the market price on him personally, and that's why I'm like booing him's kind of stupid. But I like how they had an atmosphere there. It was fun. It was I guess, but it, they did die it down towards the third period, which is fine. I like how we were alive. That was cool. But I mean, I don't really think booing Johnny Gaudreau was it. But at least it was noise. I'll say that at the very least to make it a little bit more positive. All right, sounds good. Um, do you have anything else on it before I take it and give kind of my counter, or is that it? No, I think I was fairly positive with it. Yeah, I know I was I, a I lot more. I think that more, was a good balance take. I was a little bit more annoyed when it was happening. Angrier, so I was expecting the anger to come out. Yeah, but we're angry at the wrong people here. We should be angry at the idiots reporting the fake news. Okay, yeah, that, that's a that's a fair. That was my entire thing. So. It, nothing should be going towards Johnny. He did nothing. <sighs> we don't know. 
I don't know either. No one knows. So why are we booing well, the guy? That's my thing. We don't know. Yeah, from following the story, Friedman, Drager, LeBron, reliable, more reliable sources said that um, said that he did hold a meeting with Blue Lamorello at 1 p.m. and it was down to the Islanders or the Devils. And then Columbus came in at the last hour and made what Freeman calls a god offer, but it was really just 9.7. And I think he could have probably made more than that from the Islanders or Devils, but Columbus outbid both. And um, yeah, I mean, again, I think there's, I think it's sensible to be frustrated that he turned down the team if there were actual talks and an offer made or at least negotiations. I think it's sensible to be upset about that. Um, again, the Columbus decision was so weird because all we heard the whole week was wants to play close to home. And then, you know, the thing about Pagnotta and people like that is most of their information gets flowed to them by the agents. So there was, we were getting used as leverage is basically my point here. Pretty and cool. I can understand fans being upset about that. But also for the common Islander fan, the person that isn't on Twitter 20 hours a week or something, they are going to see, oh, this guy said no to us, fuck him. And boo at the game. And that's fine. You know what? I like the noise. I like the energy that was brought today. Bring it every game, though. Not booing, not booing a random guy, but like, like you said, it was the agent that was trying to drive up the price, and we probably we did have a meeting with him. You cannot deny we had a meeting with him. I'll give everyone that. But was it a serious offer? If that's what Johnny got from the Blue Jackets, if this is the God offer we're talking about, we're talking about a guy who put up over a hundred points last year. Is one of the better quick wingers in the league. Regular season wingers, yep. Sure, you get what I mean. We're not talking about playoffs. Yeah. The Calgary Flames, they are... Oh, yeah, Johnny Goudreau does not like to talk about the playoffs. Um, Game 7 goal, though, yeah, no. time. But you get what I mean. He did. One of the better shots. players in the league. I no, think I he's worth more I'm than just, what he I'm got. Just, I'm just doing a bit now. No, I know, I know. Yeah, I, again, the Columbus thing is so weird. It's just like... I don't so mind Columbus. I get it. Like, you know what? It's Columbus. Haha, ha, Ohio. I want to go to Columbus. I'm the only in person in America saying they want to go to Columbus right now. I have a good friend that's there, so I want to see her as well. But I want to give the city a chance. I want to see what the Johnny. Hour. I want to see what Johnny's cooking over there. They have a nice uh, airport. Yeah, you told me about Say the that. airport. Um, yeah, Jake. Nice what do you airport. think of the booze? Um, I, you know, I don't agree with the booze, but like, you know, it's whatever. I. Personally, I wouldn't boo him, but if, if fans want to get engaged, you know, go ahead. But I personally, I wouldn't do it. I, I you know, I think it's a little silly, but you know, that, that's my opinion. Yeah, I love a good boo, but my main concern here is like, what does this show to the rest of the league in perspective for yeah, agents? Like, exactly. Exactly. I think that is a bad look on that end. Long term, it might not be the best look, but I also don't think people are looking. I really don't think too many people are going to look at what happened in the Islanders. Blue Jackets game at UBS on Long Island, game 18 of the year. I don't think teams, I don't think players, I don't think agents are going to take that really into consideration because at the end of the day, they want to get paid and they'll play wherever they can and they want to put themselves in a good spot. So we're not the most desirable destination. We probably never will be, but maybe that affects us. I really don't think it doesn't. I was thinking about that when it was going on today in my head. I was like, could this affect us? I'm like, it's a regular season game. I don't think agents are going to have this, you know, saved in the in their uh, computer files. Like, oh, let's pull this file out for when this guy doesn't sign there. I'll oh, be ready for this. You know, I don't think they care. They're professional athletes. That's my rant. Thank you. Yeah, and I think that's fair and balanced. Like, I, 
I understand the booing. I understand people who don't like the booing. I thought the pushback to the pushback was a little a little much in this case where people were like, stop booing, stop booing, stop. Like, they're not going to listen to you. Like, no. if you want to boo, people are going to boo. But, yeah, and if I was there, I, I, I'm pretty sure I would have booed. But I would have booed um, you for booing. Yeah, I know you would have. Um, but, yeah, again, I, I couldn't really be bothered to make the commute out for a game in Columbus um, or a game against Columbus. Um, and also all my nice pants are in the laundromat right now. But uh, aside from that, Jake, do you want to break down the, the game? game? The game, the game, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I, I know, I know it was a little. We didn't see eye to eye on that, so I wasn't sure when you wanted to bring it up. But glad we got that. Um, anyways, yeah. Um, Jonas Korpisalo versus Ilya Sorokin. Um, it's clear to me that Ilya Sorokin's gonna get at least like about eighty percent of the workload this year. Um, and he's handling it well. But yeah, his 11th start of the season. Uh, before this game, I got to check his updated stats. We had a 2.08 goals against, and I believe a 9.29 save percentage, which, you know, normal stuff for the best goalie in the league. But yeah, first period, it was kind of like a slow period. Nothing like crazy. I know Brock had a chance, but uh, Corpus Allen played well. Um, just in terms of the whole game, he played well. Um, so they actually do have, like, common goaltending out of him, which is, I guess, good for them. Okay, let's um, not go that far. Let's not go well, Okay, he's the only goal they have that doesn't have, like, a six goals against. Is that really saying much? Their other goalie is named after a guy who died taking a shit. Well, here we go with the Elvis. It's a good piece of shit. It's a good joke. Stop Elvis hate. He stinks. It's fine. Not everyone could be Ilya Sorokin or Semyon Varlamov. Some people got to be, like, yeah. Igor Shesterkin in the league and just not be that great. Shout out Nashville, by the way. Yeah, did you, did you hear it's Holak's fault? Oh, Holak was, in tonight? Holak was in tonight? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, he gave up two goals, but it's his fault they lost. I, they that's, yeah, yeah, man, buddy. It's good for my fantasy team. I'm playing, like, every Ranger this week. I'm I'm smiling. They do play again tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Uh, anyways, um, Pel- I believe it was a Pelic. Oh, no, Romanov got a penalty for holding. We dragged him to the power play. And, of course, the Islander legend's son, Cole Sillinger, scored. His first year assisted by Chinnikov, who's, I think he's sick. But, I think he's good, too. Uh, Jake, I, I like Chinnikov. Yeah. And uh, Jake Bean. Uh, four minutes later, Brock Nelson. Uh, was this one the... It was a tap-in. Was in. this the... It was the NHL uh, 23 tap-in. He literally had one yeah, hand on okay. a stick, directed it in. Great play. Uh, Aho. Aho had a very good game tonight. Well, I want to get into Aho after. We okay, we can get into Aho after. We can get into Mayfield after. Um, I believe they both picked up yeah, the assist we'll... on the Nelson goal, the first goal, correct? Yeah, Mayfield and Aho to Nelson for Nelson's seventh of the year. And then a few minutes later, Emil Benstrom, of course, in his first game, got his first goal. NPC player. By... He doesn't exist. Yeah. You, can, you cannot tell me. I know he exists only because I know his rookie cards. If I was not a hockey card collector, I would say that's not a real human being. That's just an NPC. Yeah, he was, he, was a, he, was a, he was a draft pick, but no, no. I don't care. So was, uh, first game, so was Bodie Wild. Yeah, that's true. So was Griffin Reinhardt. All right, continue. Yes, except, yeah. Uh, assisted by Gustav Nyquist and Jake Bean. Um, and then again, Brock Nelson, assisted by Lee and Norse winner Sebastian Ajo. That's Nelson's team tying eighth of the year. Um, so, for a team that's known for having bad second periods, going into a tide, going out of a tide, not bad, the lane speech was coming. Third period, of course, the guy playing his first NHL game, 
Marcus Bjork gets his first NHL goal. He's an NPC. He wasn't drafted. He's not yeah, a real human. You cannot tell the, me. Was, you cannot yeah. tell me Marcus Bjork's a real human being. Guys. I'm sorry. I thought it was Anders Bjork playing defense for a second. I did it too. I did too until I like. And then yeah. his family flew out to Sweden. They talked about on the bro- or from Sweden on the broadcast. So I thought that was a cool moment. They flew out to Sweden to see the game. Screw them. NPCs like. I'm glad they were. Jake Christensen. Uh, Oliver, Gons, Peak, like there's so many random people. Andrew Peak, not not to make a bad pun here, he does pique my interest a little bit. I know I've heard a lot of people talk highly about him. I just don't know anything about the guy. I know he was good in college hockey, I believe you said Ryan when I asked you. I like Andrew Peak. I want to get to know Andrew Peak. Also, he's um, he's kind of he's not he's a weird player, but he's he's interesting. I'm a weird guy, I guess. Um. Speaking of people meeting people, I was sitting in literally the last row of 309, and there was this guy and this girl next to me. Uh, after a little while, I started talking to the guy when his friend, we'll say for now, went downstairs to get a drink or whatever. This guy told me he was he grew up with Oliver Wallstrom, so that was kind of cool. Talked to him about Ollie a little bit, so that was cool. Nice guy. Good things. Yeah. I mean, hey, shout out Oliver Wallstrom's high school friend. And Oliver Wallstrom, he got an assist on this goal. Mr. Clutch himself, Scott Mayfield, assisted by Wallstrom and Barzell. Uh, Mayfield, uh, already more goals than the last two years, and one off from tying his career high, which is five. Contract year. Um, I think Scott Mayfield, I know he had a pretty bad 40 minutes, but I think Scott Mayfield in the third period was elite. He had that one play. Well, no, no. No duh, he's not an elite well, player. You know I'm taking the piss out of it. Scott Mayfield. That's not what I said. What'd you say? I said I think they're gonna extend him. They at have some to. Point you have year. to. You cannot yeah. I'm sorry, you cannot trust Grant Hutton in a spot where Scott Mayfield has proven himself <laughs> well, as a pretty good <laughs> NHL defenseman. I know, I understand. He does have his low lights, but his highlights are so strong. I wanna yeah, talk about the one play real quick here. He is very clutch. Yeah. The one play towards the end of the third period, Johnny Gaudreau had the puck on the left side of the boards, and instead of pinching, Mayfield went back, made a great play on Johnny Gaudreau, preventing him. Or no, he took the puck back, Mayfield, preventing Johnny Gaudreau from poking in and getting a breakaway. Did you guys notice that play or no? Yep. Incredible play yeah. by Scott Mayfield. High IQ player. Great play by a very good player. I hope we extend Scott Mayfield. That play got me going. I was so hyped by that. No one else really noticed it around me, but I was screaming, nice fucking play, Scotty. That was a very good play by a good player. And, you know, if Johnny gets that puck, he's probably scoring on a breakaway. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, like, the thing with Scotty, I think Jake kind of had an interesting point there. But I think, you know, he's going to have a chance to cash out this summer. And he's playing like he's in a contract year. Uh, He has four goals this season, which is top, I think, 12 for defensemen in the league. Um, And it's not a guy known for his uh, offense, so. Or there's three ways you could look at it. I mean, he's a hometown guy. He loves it here. He could take a discount and stay for like three, three and a half million, be a bottom pair guy for the next couple of years. Like we love Scotty, and I think Lou wants to get that done. Um, then there's the other alternative where he could cash out in free agency and make a shit ton of money. Because if he's gonna be the big enforcer, Scott Mayfield, and he puts up goals now, some teams gonna give that guy four point five five million dollars. Kind of like what happened with Good Branson. Um, and then the other avenue you can kind of look at it in 
is just trade value, uh, where if at the deadline and the Islanders fall out of it, I don't think they're going to, but he's going to be able to add goals to his resume. And uh, being kind of a goal-scoring defenseman is going to pump his value and maybe push it from just getting a first-round pick for Scott Mayfield to a first plus a third or first plus a prospect or something. So just something interesting to keep an eye on, but it was a wicked backhand. Love Scotty. So happy he scored that. I love when Scott Mayfield scores goals. It, it fires me up. It's an electric factory when he scores goals. I'm not gonna lie. It's just Scott. He Mayfield. doesn't score normal goals. He's a big. He's a big. He's a big game player. I know. You know Columbus, but big time, big moment player, Scott Mayfield. That's one of the guys. You ironically, un- ironically, unironically won in that spot. It's funny how it works. But shout out Scott Mayfield. I really hope he stays, man. I everything you're saying spot on. If we trade him, I'll be a little bit upset. I'll be pretty upset actually, because I would have wanted. Though. I would have wanted him gone last year. We we could have really cashed out, got two first round picks yeah. potentially. Seeing what Brandon Hagel got, Ryan's favorite hockey player in the world, by the way, Brandon Hagel. Right, Ryan? I hate Brandon Hagel. <laughs> we could have cashed out on him. Uh if he gets five million, which he probably could. Realistically, what did um what did Ben Sherratt get? He got five by three, five by two. Holy shit. Yeah, that's in- this is incredible cake. Uh but yeah, no, oh Ben Sherratt got five by three. Um, but then you think of Erica Branson, who gets four by four. Like right-handed defensemen are fucking gold. Yeah. Like every team needs right-handed defensemen. The Islanders. I think before the season, I made I bantered with someone a bit, but I think them and the Devils have the best right sides in the league right now between what we have and what they have with uh, Siegenthaler, Hamilton, and uh, Marina. Not Siegenthaler. What's his name? Severson. Um, and Marino, and what we have with Pulak, Dobson, and Mayfield. Having a good, strong, bright side of your defense is so good. And if, if we wind up signing Grant Hutton for two years for no reason, I think that's okay. Yeah, exactly. It's whatever. Just good for Bridgeport. Great for Bridgeport. Good for the port. Keep Scott. Did they win tonight, Jake? No, they did not. No. Two games. Yeah. No, they, I think they got one goal. It was Vincent Savini on a really nice... Um, it was a great great pass by Rod to that Paul Thompson actually whiffed on. It was right to Vincent Savini. He's playing his first pro season. Isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think uh, isn't it? Uh, I, don't, Fajen- I, don't, I, don't, I think I don't it's know, like Fajeni. Uh, but yeah, two one loss. Uh, Corey is completely outplaying Skarek. I mean, it's not even close. That's not good for us. Um, That's not good. We want Skarek to no. be better here. But Tristan Lennox won AHL, uh, OHL goalie of the month. So there's that. And then in overtime, um, thirty nine seconds in, short and sweet, just just like how we like it, right? Um, the man they call Zach. The man Zach quotations. They call Zach. In quotation, Zach. Uh, his fifth of the year. Really nice, really nice play by Pellick to push it up to Peugeot with a really nice pass. And, you know, wide open goal, but, you know, could have missed it. Uh, could have missed there's it. There's that. His fifth of the year. The second half player playing great in the first half. So that's what you want to see. Uh, 50 points this year? Yeah or nay? He's really 50 <laughs> points? Uh, what does he have now? Eight, nine. He has, he has, he has eight. But he had thirty-five last year with having a dog shit start. Yeah, he could probably get like forty, forty-five. I love Zach yeah. Crazy, great player. Loves the game, works hard, American hero. I thought they called the penalty on Zach originally, the one on line A. I thought that was gonna go to Zach. I was not. I was like a little. I mean, it's overtime, so I'm already scared to begin with. But once it was a two-on-one, I'm like, all right, we're cooking either way. We're gonna bring out the power play, which might I add, the power play did not score a goal. They looked very good. They were moving the puck. They got pretty high-danger shots. 
It wasn't the best in the world, but I'd say it was pretty good for a New York Islanders power play. I liked it. Penley kill, they got to clean up a little bit. They still have the good players, but they got to ha- keep the good players on the ice and not in the box. Yeah, Parise is awesome. I love him. He's one of my three favorite athletes right now uh, between him, Romanov, and uh, Darwin Nunez. But uh, I love <laughs> I love Parise so much. I can't wait to watch him play every night. Uh, he really makes me happy just watching the effort he gives every night. And it kind of It's the thing where if you give the effort on Long Island, they're going to love you, and that's why I love Romanov and uh, Parise so much. But yeah, the, the overtime goal was really good. Good work to just get him that puck from Pajot and Nice little tap in. He he never gives up. That that's something you gotta always appreciate. And it's embedded in our culture here, and he's a perfect fit. I, I think Lou Lou absolutely nailed that, even if he didn't nail the other old guy last year. But um, yeah, no, we looked we looked good and over. Like again, the power play looked awesome. I I think the penalty kill yeah. needs to clean it up. But when you give up three penalties in a night, it was three, right? Three or two. Um, I believe three. it was three. I believe it was three. Might have been two. I'm pretty sure. It's yeah, though. 33% isn't something you want to shoot for, and I know the penalty kill's been giving up goals in the past few games, but it started off so hot, I think it's going to average out to just, like, killing 18% of the time or something. And, and I think it'll be fine for us once we get there, but the penalty kill, even at points tonight, looked good. Like, Zizekas generated two shots, one penalty kill opportunity. I thought um, he scored on that, I know, man. I, was I thought I was going to have it, the wraparound. Yeah. He had yeah, a good game. Was, you never get... I mean, when him and Clutter are there, they look good together. Yeah, no, but neither of them get the credit they deserve, in my opinion. I know the fourth line, oh, they're old, they stink. They don't. They really don't. They've been good. You can't complain. I know Martin's not great. You can't complain. Casey never, and I mean never, gets the credit he deserves out there, man. You see the same people on social media saying, oh, the same guys. Barzal looks good tonight. This guy looks good tonight. No one ever gives Casey the credit he deserves. And I'm not saying to give guys who have a one-off game, like, let's say Kyle Palmieri, who had, like, let's say he had a really good game. I'm not saying, oh, let's go down, let's say Palmieri's the best player on the team, best player on the team. No, I'm just saying, Casey's night in, night out, one of the better players on the Islanders, and no one ever measures him, because you know what you're getting in Casey, but no one ever gives him the praise. You know what, it doesn't matter, but I feel like Casey deserves some praise here, so I'm going to give him some praise. Yeah, no, I love Absolutely. That was a big hit, too, at the third period. Dude! Mm-hmm. As a hockey fan who loves old time hockey, that got me going, man. I got up, I was screaming. I was like, "Let's go, Casey! That's my guy." Clutter hit someone after that. The fourth line. Oh, I was smiling. That was that was good. I love Casey, Islander you know, I legend. Love the fourth line. Best fourth line in hockey's back, baby. They gotta get a goal soon. They deserve it. Yeah, they deserve it. But I think they keep just. Yeah, Cal had a chance. Clutterbuck had a few chances. I like Clutter's game, too. I know I give Clutter crap every now and then. I know last year I gave him a lot of crap till Ryan opened my eyes. Uh, he's been fine. He's been good. He does his job. You know, like, maybe... He is one of the five yeah. best penalty killers in the league. Like, I'm not, not going to complain about these guys. They're doing their jobs. Not, like, not doing their jobs. They're doing their jobs well. They're fine. I'm I not going to complain. the negativity kills me around the whole team. Just that we can't have shit, basically. Like, I understand some guys deserve some shit on a night-to-night basis. Like, giving Bailey shits, you know, we I respect Josh Bailey, but I'll understand why people give Josh Bailey shit when he just is underperforming. Like tonight. But then, like, people who just give, like, tonight, like, most games recently, but 
Also, like, people give Wallstrom shit, even though, you know, he's a project, obviously, he's developing. People give Bo a lot of shit, which Bo looked on and off tonight, but that's been the story of the season. That's just Bo at this um, point. Yeah, that's just Bo at this point, and we're gonna have to live with it and die with it. He's a, probably a high 30-point guy. I think he has some points no, this year. He might get 40. He, he's a 40 to 45. He's similar to Prezi. He's a younger Prezi. He needs to get the, not the work ethic, but he needs to keep that jump with him all the time, and he'd be one of the better, not one of the better players in the league, but he'd be a more productive player for the New York Islanders. The third period, he was jumping out there. When the energy was there, he is incredible. When the energy's not there, he's floating sometimes. They gotta work on that with him. He's a very good player. He could be a better player, though. Yeah, he was really good in the third. You know that. He was jumping around. With, yeah, I mean, he's like a spark plug there. Yeah, exactly. That's the exact word I was going to use for him. Like an Energizer Bunny when the energy's there. So it's kind of not like an Energizer Bunny, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> With Wallstrom, it's weird, man. I love I love him. I thought he had a pretty okay game. He wasn't great. He was okay, yeah. He, he was fine. He was fine. I know we had the one shot in the first period that hit the post or the crossbar. People were comp- everything. The thing that uh someone on Twitter made made a very good point. When Wilson does one thing wrong, people are down his throat. When guys like Bailey or someone else does something wrong, it's crickets. You we got to give Wallstrom, The fan base needs to give Wallstrom a little bit bigger of a leash. Look what Lane's doing. Lane has a pretty yeah. pretty wide leash with him right now, and he's been happy with how he's playing. He's constantly on him in a good way, just trying to give him the confidence that he needs. He's a good hockey player. The goals will come. We all know that. Would it help if he was on the second power play? Sure. But we're not even seeing the second power play at this point because that's how good the first power play has been. Not that they're scoring. They're just dominating ozone time, and they're just, you know, cycling and trying to get what they can. So, goals will come with Waldrum, as well as Barzal. Barzal had a good game. He's still trying to overdo it a little bit too much. The Arizona game, in my opinion, he was... I don't want to say trying too hard because that's never the right term to use, but he was... The figure skating. He was doing the figure skating. He was he yeah. was going along with the allegations of being a figure skater. He was trying so... He was trying to create things too hard and force things. That's what I was looking for. He was forcing yeah. things way too much. Keep it simple. I don't mind him skating around because that's what he's really good at, obviously. But he was trying to force plays that weren't there. He did that again tonight a little bit. But I think in the third period, he honed it down and had a better period besides one really bad pass after the power play to the other team where Brock wasn't there because he was getting off because of the end of the power play. I thought Barzal had a solid game once again. I'll never say Barzal had a bad game unless he had a bad game. He's a really good player. We know what we're getting with Barzal night in, night out this year. Point per game, by the way. 16 assists in 16 games. But people are mad. Like, give me a break. He was trying a bit too hard against Arizona. Yeah. I mean, I'm in no position to critique Matt Barzal, but he was trying to get that goal against Arizona. He was trying to shot. I think tonight, Brock, I don't even know if we mentioned him yet, but his two goals. But, um, you know, he just he decided that he was going to show out tonight, and Brock kind of did it the right way, just taking 11 fucking shots against the uh, the Jackets tonight. So Wait. I think that was a... 11? Hmm? Yeah, Brock, yeah, Brock shot like 11 times. <laughs> That's awesome. I knew he had, like, four in the first period because he had, like, three breakaways. He was, Dude, every time he had the puck, every time he had the puck, he was, like, in Mario Kart. He was shot out of a cannon. You guys yeah, know how much the... I love Brock Nelson. Underrated Islander legend. And I mean this, like, no joke. When I call other guys Islander legends, you can be like, ha-ha. I think Brock Nelson deserves a lot more praise as an Islander than he gets. I know 
his legacy kind of only started when Barry Trotz took over. But, man, he's had some clutch moments, and he's been a good player from 18-19 up until now. Last year, he was our best player by far. I think Brock deserves a little bit more respect. He's per game, too. He deserves more respect out here, you know what I'm saying? No, I love yeah, Brock. Yeah, that contract yeah. ends... He's, um, he's leading the team in con- points. That contract ends the year after next, and I think you might want to start... I don't know if you start thinking about extension now or if you let it wind down, but he's the he's probably, you know... Barzal aside, Sorokin aside, he's, what, the third best player on the team? I mean, you can even debate him and Barzal, but I think it's easily number three. And uh, the team doesn't go anywhere without Brock. I mean, an injury to him would be catastrophic because he's he's money every night. Like, he's, he's awesome. I, I love how his game's grown the past couple of years so much. And he's only getting better. Yeah. yeah. He's, only, he's like a fine wine. He's like a fun one. I love Brock He's Nelson. a silver fox. He got he's the gray in his fox. hair, and he hit another level. It, it's incredible. You know what? I mean, I love Brock. Retire 29. Brock I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding for now. I'm kidding for now. I'm yeah, big Brock I love guy. Brock. He's awesome. But, yeah, no, it's it's interesting what they'll do there because that was, that was probably the best contract Lou signed. We got a guy who's contributed 100 goals over the past three seasons. Or yeah. I guess, yeah, three and a quarter seasons now. Um, but 100 goals over the past couple seasons. And you got him for $5 million. Once again, did Andres Lee get an assist tonight? I don't think he did. I'd no. say we looked slow. He looked pretty good, though. It wasn't like, oh, Andres Lee's out there. He looked fine. He, I think he had, no, had an all right game, in my opinion, from the eye test. Analytically, I don't know. From the eye test, he looked slow, but I thought he had a solid game. Decently defensive. Offensive, throwing the body around, using his body, using his size, good forechecking. He had a good game, good net front presence. Yeah, there was a good power play adjustment. Um, I think it was the second power play, the one that looked really good. Um, but it was uh, basically Lee stood net front, and Pajot moved up a little bit to yep. like more on the boards, and Barzal moved to the right hash board instead of being on the left, and Brock moved over to the left. And Lee setting a screen on the goalie made it a lot more efficient for Dobson ripping some clappers at the top and uh, Brock taking some shots off the side. So, like, I, I think that look is something we might want to keep going to going forward because Anders Lee, I mean, he does back check, but you're not going to really rely on him to back check. So why should Pajot, little Pajot, <laughs> as much as I love JGP, like, he's short, uh, short king. But, like, why is he setting the goalie screen when you literally have Anders Lee right there? Yeah, but no, they're not gonna go back to that because that wasn't an adjustment. It was just a screwed up play, and that's how they kind of just worked with it. Barzal and Nelson kind of crossed the way the puck was going. Barzal ended up being on the other side, and then Nelson ended up going the other side to to spread out. I don't think that was set personally. I think it was just screwed up because you could see Nelson got a rebound, and he had a you know he was on the wrong side of his hand, so he had to turn around to then take a shot, which he whiffed at. I don't think they're going to have that going forward, uh, as they probably shouldn't. I think Barzal needs to shoot the puck more still, because they're just not... They're they're on him, but they're not, like, scared that he's going to shoot the puck. Yeah, I agree. I think the players made that adjustment, and it might be something that the coaching staff might want to try again. Maybe. We'll see. I don't think it was. I think it was just kind of them dictating the play, and it just happened by chance. I don't think they're like, oh, I'm going to go here, you go here kind of thing. I think it just happened by chance, and it didn't look bad. 
But I don't like guys being on their wrong-handed position because then it gets like Bailey levels where they're just holding the puck around trying to get a clean shot that they're not going to find. Yep, fair enough point. I, I think that's a good take. Um, yeah, but that, that's pretty much a wrap on the Columbus game. Il, uh, Ilya got hit in the head at a point. I hope he's all right. Um, I think he's he all right. Come. Yeah, I mean, he stayed in the game. He was comfortable. I think he's okay. Um, you want to talk about Aho? Yeah. Because, I mean, like it's that, not even just because he got two assists. I mean, he, he looked great tonight, uh, skating up in the rush a lot. Um, and again, not the solution, unless, but I don't think he's the solution, but like, you can't be mad about how he's playing right now, especially today, he was great. I was talking to Matt about this with Sebastian Ajo. I don't want to say the word Kale McCarr ever with Sebastian Ajo, but the way he is offensively, his instincts are offensively, the way he's able to cut through guys, the way he's able to take the puck in the offensive zone and make plays happen... It's really nice to see, especially from a player we expect almost nothing from. He's really impressed me this year. Uh, sorry, Robin. Rip. Uh, I don't mind it right now. If we can get a guy like uh, Gossip Bear, it would be still be an upgrade. But I do want to see what Aho can bring, because if he can play like he did tonight, I thought he was very good. Tonight he looked like, I want to emphasize, no caffeine, no sugar, no calories, Quinn Hughes. Like, That's the way he was kind of jumping up in the offensive zone. It reminded me, like, of Quinn Hughes at times, because I had Quinn Hughes on my big TV, and I was watching both of them. I was like, okay, Quinn's a lot more noticeable out there, but when Ajo had the puck, some of the things he was doing, I was like, holy shit, like, this guy actually has really good instincts. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, where did this come from? He's he a was, threat. He's you know, a threat out there, which we don't have. None of the other guys are mobile like him on the back end, and that's fine. You don't want to have guys like that. That's the one thing they missed last year with Nicoletti. You replace him with Kara. You take that mobility off the team. You take that a threat right there off the, off the ice. Having Aho back, it brings that threat a little bit back. I think teams are going to take notice of that sooner rather than later. We'll see if he can play at this level still. It's very unlikely. He's not putting up two assists every night. Don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't hate him getting looks on the second power play. If he's going to be... This might be the wrong word. If he's going to be shifty like the way he is with the puck and going around guys and going through guys, not like Barzal, but making good cuts and making high IQ offensive plays, put him on the power play. Keep Pulak on the power play too, but go to a two defensive system for the power play, second unit. I wouldn't mind it. I would not mind yeah, it Yeah, you might as well if it keeps Bailey off. Um, you know, you could just run like a five on three, but we don't really give up many shorthanded goals and whenever there it's it's catastrophic when we do. But um Last year we yeah, did. Yeah, that's <laughs> last year we did. Mitch this Marner PTSD brother. That happened like yeah, twice. Yeah, that was a bad one. Yeah, Marner did it twice. Um I know it happened once this year so far, but it's been pretty good. I mean you're you're gonna be good with Ilya back there. Um I think we can move off the Columbus game now. The next couple games we got Ottawa we got Nashville and we got Dallas. Um, think that's gonna be, you know, you're shooting for four points there. Yeah, three maybe. I mean, Dallas is a decent team, but yeah, Dallas is on the is one I'm writing in the loss. It is on the road, um, so we're gonna have a road trip for I believe like a week and a half. Um, I think it's like five, four or five game road trip. Four games. But, I mean, we they got back it. against Edmonton. 
the 23rd, but we're going to be yeah. at. Maybe we'll, get, yeah. maybe, we'll get a, maybe we'll get a little tailgate going with the fellas. We'll see what everyone's agenda is looking like. Indeedo. Um, but yeah, I mean, there should be Dottawa. I mean, not, not a uh, great team. They're high, offen- they're high offensive. I could see them giving us troubles. We should beat Ottawa uh, pretty easily. I wouldn't say easily. They could have. They could just have Shabbat their night. Got oh, you weren't here. Shabbat's out. Yes, you are right. Shabbat is out. Uh, yeah, Shabbat had it. Said for my fantasy team. So yes, that is a very big loss on the back end. They got to play Zaitsev now. I think they've been scratching him. I haven't kept up too closely with their back end. I've been only really tracking their forwards because those are the guys I like. I don't want to take Ottawa too lightly. That's what I'm trying to say here. Debrink is a very, very, very good hockey player. I think he's almost had a point per game this year. I know he's only scored, I think, two or three goals. He got two last night or yesterday or might have been today. They're, they have a lot of good offensive talent. I know Norris is out, but I don't want to take them too lightly. What do we have then? Dallas and then Nashville, you said, this week? Nashville, then Dallas. Nashville, Dallas. Nashville's a good hockey team. I know they haven't played like it, but I'm not taking them too lightly either. UC Soros, good player. Roman Yossi, good player. They have a, a lot of good players. Cannot take these teams too lightly, and Dallas is a good hockey team. A very good hockey team compared to the other two. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Just play well. That's all we got to do. Play our game and see what happens. Just don't look like dog crap. That's all I'm asking. You don't got to win every game. Just look like you're playing Islander hockey. The good Islander hockey. Yep. And just get don't the leave easy, it late. Get the, get the easy points. We saw against Arizona leaving it late is going to backfire sometimes if we keep doing that. And on these road games, we're not going to have that third period advantage and last change and stuff. So we might as well just, you know, hope that they come out against Ottawa on Monday and push. But, you know, they've been pretty good on the road so far. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think that's it for episode 62. Any final thoughts? Go Islanders. Oh, yeah. Let's go out, baby. Have a good one, everybody. Peace out.